Welcome to the Next in Line podcast, where we are helping to prepare you for whatever is next in line. As always, I'm your host, Chance Pitts, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this episode. Guys, just a little bit of housekeeping as usual. If you receive value from this podcast, whether that's this episode or any other that you've listened to, please make sure you are sharing this show with like-minded people who could also receive the same value. Also, make sure that you're subscribing to us on whatever platform, making sure you get the notifications on of when we drop these shows, uh, and also leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform. Um, let us know how we're doing, guys. The goal is to help y'all, and I want to do that the most efficient way. Uh, and also, sharing the movement will help us reach a bigger audience and help much more people than we've been able to so far. Uh, very excited about the numbers. Guys, also make sure that you're checking us out on social media. That's at Next in Line Development on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Guys, so I'm very excited right now. I've got 13 days until my ultra marathon, that 100K we've been talking about. Uh, I know I'm probably annoying y'all with that, but just bear with me. I promise it'll be worth it. There'll be some good lessons learned coming out the other side of that. Had a long week running about 90 miles total this week, had runs that were 14, 16, and 18 miles long, a couple of them being back-to-back working on tired legs. Uh, Very excited to see where we're able to go with that and the direction it's able to to push us, and that's, you know, what's next in line for me. So I'm very excited for it, and I I hope y'all are starting off the week on a good foot. Y'all have something y'all are looking forward to and excited to as well as we start this Monday. And guys, if you've been keeping up with the show, you probably remember an episode called Not Your Everyday Science Class. If you don't remember that or if you haven't listened to it, make sure you go check out episode 18 once you're done with this. But for now, I wanted to hit you with a different kind of class. Remember, I'm a teacher, so this is one of the things that, certified teacher, so this is one of the things that interests me, uh, putting some perspective out there, getting some different points of view. But one of my favorite subjects in school was actually history. And Depending on how you felt about history or depending on the experience you might have had, you are either rolling your eyes or you got just really excited here. If you're one of those guys that didn't necessarily like history class in school, bear with me. This is actually a fantastic story. It's rather entertaining and has some really cool aspects to it. So bear with me. This is going to give you a different perspective into some of that history that you might not have enjoyed quite as much. But also... Don't worry, guys, this isn't going to be your typical high school history class taught by one of the coaches uh, who didn't want to put in the work and the time, and maybe you uh, watched Saving Private Ryan to learn a little bit about World War II, or maybe whenever you were studying about the Japanese culture, you watched The uh, Last Samurai on the big screen up ahead in the overhead projector. This isn't like that. We're going to actually put a little bit of effort into it, and what I want to talk to you all about today is leadership, but I want to do it through a story of a great explorer. Now, this guy was a very famous Irish explorer who actually had some experience prior to the journey that I'm going to tell y'all about. He was actually already very accomplished. He had made journeys to Antarctica and the South Pole prior to a journey that he got ready to do and had some complications with. And that's where I'm going to talk to y'all today about that explorer named Ernest Shackleton. Now, if you're familiar with the story of Ernest Shackleton at all, I implore you to stick with me and I want you to hear this different perspective of it. Maybe there's some things that you can take away from this show right here that you didn't get the first time you listened to the story. Maybe there's some takeaways that we can give to you that uh, you didn't get the first time around. Now, Ernest Shackleton 
like I said, was a very successful explorer. Uh, he was a decorated sailor as well, and he was intending to make the first continental crossing of Antarctica. He was actually going to be the first person to go all the way straight across the continent. And he had a crew that was going to come separate from him on a different ship, and they were going to set up supply depots across the last third because he couldn't bring as many supplies as he needed and as many rations to cross the continent. So he had two teams, and he had a fantastic plan, and his goal was to make it across the continent. He was going to set history by achieving this feat that had never been done by anyone else. And the guys, he brought all kinds of rations. He even brought dog sled teams to be able to make this trip efficiently. And his crew and himself, they were all very, very excited. They were in high spirits when this journey first began. And there was this unwavering confidence in this trust in Shackleton as a leader and a captain that the crew had. There was very, very little that could be done to shake their confidence in this man. He had led several different voyages successfully. He was very accomplished and decorated, and he also treated his men with respect and he treated them very fairly. He was known to be the boss, the guy that you could go to if anything ever went wrong. And that's a good thing because they definitely ran into hardship. They had things that went wrong very, very quickly in their journey. <clears throat> Guys, the weather was unusually cold for that time of year in the southern hemisphere. And the crew found their ship, the Endurance, stuck in ice, unable to move very quickly. They hadn't even reached the continent of Antarctica yet. They hadn't truly started their journey or even started what they had set out to originally do. And guys, they had to hold in that place where that ice was. They had to endure with just the supplies they had on hand in hopes that the ice would melt and give away. Remember, this was kind of outside the norm for that type of season. So they were hoping that they'd get a little bit of heat coming in, a little bit of warmer weather, and be able to break free and make some progress. And now, guys, a couple of months after being stuck there, there was little to no change. So they decided to get out and manually try to break that ice and push the ship out into open water. These guys worked diligently until they were all about to collapse. They were all extremely tired, but none of them lost spirit. These guys worked and they worked and they picked away at this ice until they finally saw a gap and they began to push this ship manually with their hands backwards in the ice. Guys, they got this ship within 400 yards of open water and they couldn't go any further. They ran into an obstacle that they could not get through with the ice. And guys, what a punch in the stomach right then and there. What a thing to see whenever you're 400 yards away from freedom, getting that ship out, being able to continue your journey, and just everything falling apart. Your plan not working out the way you want it to. But guys, this crew and this captain did not let their spirits be broken. They kept them high by playing different games on the ice. They played with the dogs that they brought along on the crew, and at this point, they had every intention of still pushing through and still moving on with their trip and going along according to plan once the ice was off of the ship. And through the whole time, Shackleton was able to continually keep his crew working. They were keeping themselves focused on the tasks at hand, on cleaning the ship. They stayed disciplined the whole entire time. Guys, they even were able to change their perspective 
and occupy their minds by starting to do different things that kept the positivity of the ship. Now, in the hold where all the cargo was, all the rations, all the things they'd brought with them, they started to call this the Ritz, and they started to hang out in there like a bar room or like a ballroom. They enjoyed themselves down there. They had music, they had singing, they took photos, they even got haircuts and dressed nice for these photos and got themselves all decorated up and gained the perspective that they would do things that would occupy them and keep them positive and then they'd have these memories once they'd finished up getting free and finished their trip. And guys... And guys, the dogs became pets to them. They found happiness in their situation. They found optimism in their situation. And they still didn't lose that confidence that they were going to be able to get through these times with their great leader leading them to freedom. And you know, they were able to hold their place. They were able to hold on to the complacency that they'd found and the kind of positive nature of just sitting still, waiting for something great to happen, but also taking control of their own fate and not letting it be this downtrodden negative thing. But even though they held this positivity and optimism, their situation did continue to get worse. It moved in a negative direction. They started to have new ice forming around the ship, and it started to put pressure on the sides of the ship. And that meant that likely the ship would end up succumbing to the ice and the weight of the ice and the pressure that was forming and it would eventually be crushed and sank and guys these people this crew were stuck in this situation for weeks with this impending doom creeping in on them and soon after this the pressure proved too much for the rudder of the ship and it was actually crushed and destroyed by the ice the ship was no longer operable even if they could get this thing unstuck from the ice, there was no way they were going to be able to get it back home or even to the island to continue their mission. And guys, these men were stuck 1,200 miles from civilization, and they had no way to communicate with anyone outside their crew. And at around nine months of being stranded, the ship finally shifted and began to take on water further. And the order was finally given to abandon ship. But shortly after that, the Endurance took on way too much water. And even though they fought for a very long time to keep it going, and the ship was a sign of positivity for them, it eventually succumbed to the ice, and it sank below the water. So the crew was then stuck on the island with limited rations. Then they also only had three lifeboats. And it was time for the crew to try to find their way home. And once again, the crew stepped up to the challenge and they made plans to head for a supply depot that was 350 miles away. Now this supply depot had been abandoned long before and they hoped that they could just find some sort of of shelter and maybe some sort of supplies as well but as these men started to try to make their way for the supply depot every direction they tried to go and every direction they tried to march with these supplies and these ships was impassable due to ice buildup and for six months the men pushed on to try to find a way to endure this newfound frozen hell that they were stuck in and the whole time the men have moved to a point of having to hunt for their food. These guys are eating penguins and seals in order to survive so that they could save whatever remaining rations they had in case of emergency. 
And guys, eventually that emergency came. The game became so rare that they had to start rationing down to one biscuit per person a day and three sugar cubes for their tea a day. And then, whenever they ran out of that, they actually had to do something else very hard. They had to turn to the dogs. They had to start eating these dogs that were their pets and their friends in order to survive. Now, this was a tough thing because not only were the dogs an immediate source of meat and food, but also these animals consumed more than their fair share of meat in order to survive. And during this time, all this traveling going on, all these negative things, and all these challenges they were facing, the men did something else that became a huge, huge challenge and a huge turning point for this adventure. They missed their island. They missed the supply depot. So, they land on this large piece of ice. And keep in mind, the whole time they're facing temperatures that are well below zero degrees out there. And they come up with a new plan, guys. They don't lose hope here. They form a new plan to try to head to another island. But as they toil and they plan, storms start to move in. And they're forced to take themselves to sea before they're ready. And they end up fighting a storm for seven days at sea. And they end up on this uninhabited island with very, very little game. And once again, they are stranded. Guys, at this point, these sailors' mouths and tongues are so swollen from the different conditions that they are enduring out there that they can't even chew or swallow food. A lot of them are even getting frostbitten and having to do all kinds of different things to stay warm. And they're dealing with all these side effects of just the pure exhaustion that they have going on. But finally, as they make adjustments and as they take course, they're able to reach Elephant Island. And they have a hot meal and they rest very shortly and then they get focused on the tasks that are ahead. These guys never slowed down. They never changed pace. They never took their eye off the prize. They never stopped and asked anybody to feel sorry for them because Lord knows nobody would. They decided to look ahead to that new task, like I said, of getting 800 miles to the coast of South Georgia in order to try to reach some sort of civilization. So as they decide to leave this island, they send a small crew of men, including Shackleton, off to go to the island. And as they take off from the island, guys, they're hit with a storm. They're hit with this gale that comes in out of nowhere, and it's putting up 50-foot waves. And keep in mind, these boys are stuck on a 23-foot boat, and they're stuck out there for 16 days in these different hurricane-type weather situations. And that's the whole trip for them. 16 days out there in the wind, in the rain, in the freezing cold. And then finally, after that, they're able to reach the island. And it takes them two days in order to find a place to launch. Because there's not a suitable place for them to make landfall. So, after the two days are finally up, they're able to get on the island. And as they run the boat up on the shore, the rudder pin falls out. And the rudder falls off the boat and it becomes inoperable. And then, guys, as they head in, they know that their target is a welling station. And that they happen to land on the opposite side of the island. So, it just goes from bad to worse, guys. Every single time they get progress, every single time they try to catch a break and get moving in the right direction, they seem to get kicked down just a little bit further. And to make matters worse, now there's this monstrous 
mountain that stands between them and their rescuers. And no one had ever crossed the mountain by this point. Guys, we're in the early 1900s. Mountaineering and these different things really weren't that big of a thing back then. A lot of people weren't able to adjust to the conditions for doing so. And now three of the six men that are left are also too sick to travel. So these three men have to be left behind on the beach. So the three that decide that they can travel and move on start to do different things to make their journey just a little bit easier. They attach screws to the bottom of their boots and then they start to grab their carpenter's tools, the only tools that they have, and a bit of rope and they set off on their journey. Now keep in mind, these guys had absolutely no map. They just had a vague sense of the direction that they needed to travel. And then they end up at the top of this very steep mountain after battling in these cold conditions and this bad weather. They're tired, they're hungry, they're wet, and it's just a bad situation all the way around. And when they end up up there, it is so bad of conditions. There's so much fog and mist, and the weather's so unforgiving that they can't see which way to get down the mountain safely. Every direction looks like a death sentence. They actually start down a few feet, and they realize that that path is blocked, so they try again, and it's blocked again. And they know that if they take the time to walk down this mountain, they're likely to die of exposure from the different conditions that they see out there. But guys, that's when they decided to do something crazy again. They decided to coil up rope that they had, then they sat down on it, they grabbed on tight to each other, and they pushed off the side of the mountain and started to roll down the hill in order to get down it, one, in a faster way, but two, honestly operating on a little bit of faith there, just trying to see where they could go, how they could get there the fastest, and what they could do to get off this mountain before they froze to death. And guys, they were actually able to make it down the mountain out of these extreme conditions, hit the bottom, and though they were beat up and tore up, they survived. And this group of men decides to push on, and soon it seems like they have achieved the impossible. They actually make it to the Welling Station on South Georgia. And guys, Shackleton and his crew's looks are so wild and native at this point that they have to go to the captain of the Welling Station, and they introduce themselves to a man that they've known for years. He can't even recognize them because of the condition that the men are in. And then less than three days later, after these men are on the island, they decide to do what they can to go back for the others. They make their first attempt to go back to Elephant Island to save these last 22 men that were stranded on the island. And you know, it takes them over three months to finally make it back. On their fourth attempt, they reach the island. And Shackleton's finally able to return for these men that had all the confidence in the world in him. And as he approaches, he sees a tra faint trail of smoke from a signal fire on the beach. And at this point, he has no clue how many of these men are still alive. But as he finally gets closer, he's able to break through the waves and he's able to break through the weather that he's got going on again. He makes it to the edge of the island and sees that all 22 men are still alive. And once he has found his men, Shackleton saves them. They go back, they all survive, and they make it back to South Georgia, where they're able to eventually go back to Europe. And guys, that incredible story definitely brings up some great points of leadership. So I want to share with y'all five takeaways from that lesson right there. Every single good 
lesson or teaching moment always has some takeaways. So I want to start with number one. Guys, you've got to build a culture of confidence and of trust and of success within your team. Think about all the opportunities within that story there alone with Shackleton that his crew had the opportunity to lose confidence in him, had the opportunity to stop trusting him, had the opportunity to not believe that they were going to be successful in at first even making it to Antarctica and making the continental crossing, but then when the mission changed and became that they needed to be focused on surviving, imagine the confidence that could have been lost in the success of that mission. Guys, from the moment the endurance hit that ice spot, you can imagine the negativity that would have been taken over in a society like today. But because of the proven leader, because of the culture that he had built, and because of the man that he was for his team... Shackleton was able to keep the confidence in himself. He was able to maintain order, and he was able to show this crew of men that they were going to find a way out. Now think about how that applies to your life. Think about you as a leader, whether it's with your family, whether it's in your job, whether it's in some kind of organization. Guys, if you are doing something in which you are trying to get someone else to do something or trying to get someone else to move in a good direction or achieve a goal, you are a leader. Think about that level of confidence. Think about the culture that you need to instill to get your crew to believe in you in that way. Guys, point number two, no matter what the obstacles are that you run into, when the backs are against the wall and when the road gets hard, you have to be the positivity and you have to be the strength that your team can look to. Now think about the ways that he kept the guys moving. Think about the discipline he kept on deck, making the guys still do their chores, making them focus on their daily task of cleaning the ship, breaking the ice off, even when it seemed hopeless. Guys, also think about the positivity with turning the hold into the Ritz and giving those guys natural things like haircuts and normal normal pieces of society that they had been so removed from. Think about the way Shackleton let his crew start to play games and keep their minds occupied. Think about the way he removed the dogs from the list of tools or the list of assets on the ship to being pets and to being friendly with the guys to keep their spirits up and keep them moving in a positive direction. Now, relate that back to what you do. Whenever the going gets tough, whenever you run into obstacles as a leader, what do you do to show that your team that you're able to be trusted and you're able to have that strength and that positivity? Do you just take it out on your team whenever you find yourself in a bind? Do you take it out on the people around you, your family, your kids, whatever it is, whenever your frustrations are at a high point and whenever you don't have the answers? Try to be positive. Try to move yourself in a place where optimism is the key component of your plan. Make sure that they know that things are possible and that you're able to move in the right direction. Guys, number three from this, remember that leaders lead from the front and by example. They often have to put themselves in harm's way and in tough situations in order to help their team as needed. And guys, this is something that Shackleton did not back away from at any time. He was right there with the men whenever they were breaking the ice. He was right there with the men on their daily tasks. He was leading the way on the ships and on the small boats whenever he had to go look for the South Georgia Island. He didn't leave it up to some other guys to brave the hurricane force winds and the large waves to try to go save the crew's lives. No, he took it upon himself. And then whenever those men were sick and they were on the island there 
just on side of South Georgia on the other side of the mountains trying to get to the Welling Station. He didn't push those guys to make them come out and operate in their bad condition they were in. He ponied up. He put some screws in the bottom of his boots. He grabbed what tools he could, and he started climbing a mountain that no one knew where they were going. He didn't have a map. He didn't have anything like that. He just saddled up, got his sense of direction, and took off to try to save his men. And that's one of the most important things as a leader, especially a young leader or an inexperienced leader, is to get out there and get in front of the guys and put yourself in their shoes. Put yourself in the situation. Stand between the danger and the risk and them and to prove that you are willing to be a leader even when the times are tough, even when things aren't going your way. Instead of putting other people in harm's way, instead of asking someone else to do the hard work and the hard jobs and expecting your crew to go over the top for you every single time, sometimes you have to dive into the process and be a part of making that situation better. Guys, number four, be versatile in your problem solving. There are so many different situations and so many different scenarios in this story in which Shackleton stepped up to the plate with his problem solving. Think about the way they tried to break the ship free from the ice initially. Think about the way they missed the island and were able to navigate their way to Elephant Island and give the guys a place to sit for those three or four months while they waited for him to return. Think about the different ways he was able to Think about fastening the screws to the bottom of his foot to get more grip on the ice. Think about the way he was able to take those carpenter's tools and those different things and use them in different applications so that they could go and try to climb this mountain and get their crew to safety so they could go back and save the rest of their men. Guys, these are all things that you have to do in life every single day. You've got to be able to solve problems on the fly. You've got to be able to make decisions as a leader and be confident in the decisions that you make. You've got to get creative in your problem solving to use every single asset that you have at hand because every single situation you find yourself in, no matter how big or small the situation might seem, you never know the true impact that situation is going to have. You never know what that one decision will make a difference in. For this situation right here, whenever he decided to coil up the rope and hop on with the guys and hold on to them tight and tumble down the hill, that saved their life. And in line with that, it saved the life of 28 men in total whenever he was able to make the trip and journey back and save the men on the coast. And then also on Elephant Island as well, the 22 remaining crew members. Guys, the last lesson I will leave you with for this one is number five. Have faith that the outcome you want and need will be there for you if you and your team make the right decisions and believe in the plan. Guys, there were so many opportunities for this crew and for this leadership team to lose confidence along the way, to lose that faith that they had in the process and the opportunity for them to be successful. They had every single reason. It seemed like every corner they turned, they ran into another problem. Something else went wrong every single time they tried to make a decision, but they kept pushing on. They kept that faith, and as a result, they were able to achieve their goal. Now, a lot of people talk about this thing of keeping faith and keeping confidence and the law of attraction and what you put out is what you get from the universe. And guys, this is kind of the way this works. You have to be positive and optimistic that the things that you want in life and the things that you need to achieve and the things that you're striving for are going to come to fruition. You have to have the confidence that you're going to make the changes 
happen that you want to see in this life. You have to be able to lead your family and have them maintain that same level of positivity and that same level of confidence that things are going to move in the right direction for you. Guys, I hope y'all got some awesome things from this lesson. I know I did whenever I heard the story and I was able to take some things away. Make sure this is something that you're taking with you and you're passing on to other people if you receive value from it. Also, guys, make sure you're going on and sharing the show, liking it, subscribing to it, leaving us a comment or review. Uh, also, please make sure you check us out on social media. There'll be some live updates from the race coming up here pretty soon. We also drop some daily contents that's really some positive stuff and it gets you moving in the right direction in the mornings and the week and like i've said guys if there's anything you're ever dealing with and you find yourself needing someone to reach out to or guys if there's anything you want us to talk about and discuss on the show here please make sure you reach out to us shoot us a dm on any social media platform you can also shoot me an email that's chance at nextinlinedevelopment.com and guys always be prepared for whatever is next in line